the Havot Alevavot is talking about that since we have the Yetzara as our biggest enemy, we should not be involved in any other war than the war of the Yetzara, which we've been learning about in the last week. We explain that the other war is competing with others instead of competing with our Yetzara. We said Hashem gave us a desire to win. He gave us a desire to compete. And instead of using it to compete and to win our Yetzirah, we get distracted and we look to compete in our lives with other people. We said a person has to choose which war he has to fight. He continues here, the Havot Levavot, and says, Ve'al tenahel ma'arakha im oyev rahok mimecha and do not lead a battle with an enemy that is far from you. Be'odecha mazniyah while you are ignoring et ha'oyev ha'karov be'yoter elecha. The enemy that is closest to you. How close is he to you? That he never leaves you. So here he's, again, going into further detail. Seems to be the same kind of message that we've been learning. Basically, don't go to war against anything else and fight the Yetzirah. But here he says different words. Here he says, don't go to battle with an enemy that is far from you while you have an enemy that is right next to you. So what does he mean by that? What exactly is he describing? So I think this really hits a very important chord in our daily lives. Just talk about it in the sense of war for a minute. When a person has an enemy, imagine you had an army, and your army is a, a thousand people strong. That's your army, that's what you need. And you have an enemy right by your borders. In fact, the enemy is not just by the border. The enemy is already inside. He's in your country. He infiltrated. And now you heard some comment from some country that's a few thousand miles away. You didn't like what they had to say. They spoke some very harsh words about your country. They didn't like the way you are dealing with your people. They don't like your behaviors. They don't like the way you spoke at the UN. They got very upset with you. So they started sending out all kinds of comments about your country. So you get upset. What do you do? You take your soldiers and you go, you fly them a few thousand miles away 
to go attack the enemy. Why are you attacking them? Because they're saying words that are threatening. They're uh, not saying the right things, not doing the right things. So anyone who witnessed such a reality would obviously tell the people, whoever is making that decision, that it's very foolish. What's the foolishness of the decision? When you have an enemy inside your borders and you have a thousand soldiers and you send them all out to go fight far away, you basically have given up control of your own country. This is what the Havot al-Levavot is describing. He's telling you that in life, you can either fight the internal battle or the external battle. You have to know, you have to know, and this is very important to know in general, that conflict, we have conflicts all the time with people, is part of life. It's a very big part of life. Relationships, husbands, wives, Children, brothers, sisters, employees, employers, friends, community members. Conflict is a very big part of life. It's basically going to war against people in my home or people in my shul, people in my business. There is a strong desire for conflict. This conflict, besides that it is wrong, besides that it could cause a person damage in the relationship, but the Havot al-Havot over here is telling us that perhaps the greatest damage of conflict with other people is that you're leaving your own conflict that is raging within unattended to. And you will be being destroyed from within because you're very concerned about what's going on out there. One more time. There is no hidush to anybody here that mahluket, that fighting, arguing, putting people down, whatever kind of tools that we have to put down another person is not a good thing. I don't think that's today's Hidush. But the Hidush of today is that when you enter conflict, it's not only the conflict that's the issue, it's that you're leaving your own conflict, basically, you're not working and taking care of yourself because you're focused on another battle. When you battle your wife, when you battle your parents, when you battle your brother, when you battle your friend, and again, what does battle mean? Battle doesn't mean you take out your gun, you start shooting. Battle could mean that you're talking negatively, Battle could mean that you're putting on your silent treatment. 
battle could mean that you're that you're avoiding people physically all types of battlefronts that we put on with each other this is all part of a game it's the game of me against you the me against you game that has many branches says the havot levavot is a huge distraction for you against you instead of you elevating yourself by using your resources to fight within you the battles that will make you a great person you're distracted fighting other people now very often one could be the cause of the other it could be either way which means because a person is not really fighting the inner war so he looks for people to fight with or it could be because you're fighting with people so that's why you have no time to fight your own battle it could be one or the other meaning let's go with the first guy the first guy is unaware of his battle within his yetsara is unaware of it so he's not fighting so humanity becomes his enemy Anybody and everybody could be annoying. How many people do you know get annoyed by anything and everything that people do? If it's two minutes over, annoyed. If the guy looks the wrong way, annoyed. If the person says the wrong thing, annoyed. You get upset, you get angry. Anger is a sign of a battle. When a person is angry it means he is upset with someone and he's going to battle not the yeah there are different schemes and how to battle but you have to know that a person who isn't fighting his own battle with the yesara which means if you're not looking to improve yourself if you're not looking to make yourself a greater person so automatically that desire to fight is going to go to a further out enemy which is all the people in your life and when you start fighting that battle automatically you'll be distracted and you will not be able to grow as a person you cannot grow as a person if you're fighting people if you're in mahluket you will not grow you can't grow how are you going to grow if you're involved in a battle that's far away and the battle that's within is being ignored One more time, I like to repeat. A person who is not growing in life, you're going to find him battling all types of people. He's going to fight about Yerushalayim. He's going to fight about inheritance. He's going to fight about $10 that the guy didn't give him. He's going to fight about all reasons there's always a reason there's always a reason to fight let me tell you there's always a reason to fight with people if you want to fight with somebody you could always find a reason that's the way humanity is a person who's not growing is going to end up fighting with all the people around him one way or another and the person who's fighting with people has no chance of growing as a person himself
That's why you'll see that the people who are least happy with themselves are always causing problems. People who cause problems don't have internal peace. If you have internal peace, which can only be created with fighting the Yetzirah, internal peace can only happen if you are fighting the Yetzirah and you bring him to your team. Let me explain what that means. The Yetzirah is an enemy. It's unique. It's an enemy that fights you. But if you fight him and you are at it, he will eventually become your assistant. The Yetzirah gives you certain, for example, I'll give you an example. <clears throat> the Yetzirah is fighting your nishama. Right? You want to do something? I'll give you a, a, a mundane example. You have a guy who wants to go, he wants to go exercise. In the beginning, it's torture. The Yetzirah tells him, you don't have to do it. Too hard, relax, cold. Right. Good. But if you go and you keep going and you keep going and you keep going, what happens? Actually, one day, when you don't go, so your body makes you feel like you're missing something. There is a way to make shalom with the Yetzirah. If, if you have your neshama leading, if your neshama is leading, the Yetzirah will eventually follow. You got to make the right steps, but your Yetzirah will be able to live with what you do and actually you will not feel after a certain time any kind of pressure. The opposite. You will feel that something is missing. A person who works to win a battle, the Yetzirah will become peaceful with him in that area. Good. He'll move on to other things. A person who isn't at peace with himself, which means he's not growing, is a person that you'll find them constantly either angry, annoyed, or having conflict with others. It's a rule of life. And it's a terrible pattern because you start fighting and you become even less invested in yourself. And that's how the circle goes. Says the Havot Alevavot, if you see yourself in conflict, wake up. If you see yourself in conflict, it's a sign of two things. If you're fighting with people, it's a sign of two things. For sure, you're not right now. You're not growing as a person. You either haven't been growing as a person, and that's why you're involved in this. And even if you were growing as a person, if you were involved with this, you're going to stop growing. Because it will not allow you to focus on yourself. That is why we find in our Torah such a fear of mahloket. We see this by Abraham Avinu, famous story, where there's a little skirmish, a little fight between the shepherds of Lot and the shepherds of uh, Abraham. Now, not a major, it wasn't a major battle, it wasn't a major war. The Pasuk says there was a fight. 
There was a small fight. There was a reef, right? There was a fight between the shepherds of Abraham and the shepherds of Lot, who, as you know, were very close. And the Pasuk says that Abraham tells Lot, please do me a favor. Here we go. It says over here, Abraham says to Lot, Al na beni Let there not be a conflict. Let's not fight. Let's split from each other. Seems to be very strong reaction to a small conflict. Imagine you get in a fight with somebody, you say, you know what, let's just split apart. But the sensitivity of Abraham Avinu to get into a fight with Lot is more than that fighting is no good. Once you get into a fight with Lot, you no longer grow as Abraham Avinu. You don't want to distract yourself in life with such conflict. Abraham says, I will not get into this fight. We need to split because I have to keep working on my Abraham Avinu. The more I work on you, the less I work on me. The more I fight with you, the less I gain with me. I am here to become a great person. And fighting with you is not allowing that. We always think of fighting as horrible because it's between men and men. And it is. It's horrible to fight with your parents. It's horrible to fight with your sisters. It's horrible to fight with people. It's painful. But here the Havod Lavod is pointing out a pain that maybe we didn't think about. It's not such an obvious thing what he's saying. The biggest pain perhaps of fighting is your lack of growth. You're going down as a person because of this situation. You know, the, the um, Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu Yonah, very interesting. Rabbeinu Yonah, when he counts the 10 tests of Abraham Avinu, usually the 10 tests, that's what's, what's normally known as the 10 tests, the last one is the Akedah. But Rabbein Yonah has over there a different count. He says, the ninth, the ninth test, that usually it's also understood that the tests get higher and higher. So the ninth one, says Rabbein Yonah, is the Akedah. It's only the ninth one. Ha'asiri, says Rabbein Yonah. So what's the tenth one? Kevurat Sarah. The burial of Sarah Imenu. That was, according to the Ben higher in what, in a way, I, I don't know if it's higher in every way, but it's in some way or form, it's higher than the Akedah. What, 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 what happened by the burial of Sarah that made it so hard? So the answer is, the answer is, that here's a man a who was promised, Hashem promised him, go walk this land. Go east to west, go north to south. Because I am giving you this land, it's yours. 
and when his wife died, he says, <clears throat> even a place to bury her, he couldn't find. Imagine someone gives you a whole country and you can't find the spot to bury your wife. That's what happened. Until he had to negotiate and pay top dollar to a man like Efron. Here's an example of a man who just lost his wife. He not only lost his wife, he lost it at a very high peak in his life when he did a great thing of almost sacrificing his son. He had to deal with a great disappointment of not having a plot of land. You know, when a person has a sad situation in their life, like losing a loved one, not so easy. The, the mood is already difficult. And now you got to go find, you know, Lalinu and that. That moment, people are very, very easily, they get very upset, they're edgy. They, they, they you know, they, they, their brother died, their father died, their mother died. And now they have to go figure out where to bury them. Oh, uh, we should go to Israel. Uh, who are we calling? Where in Israel? Who's getting us a plot of land in Israel? It's all, it's a whole thing. It's not an easy uh, situation in a person's life. And here Abraham is in that situation. Hashem promised him he's getting the whole land, can't find the hole in the ground to bury her. And now he goes to negotiate with Efron. Efron is a used car salesman. The guy, I don't know what you call him today. He's a con artist, sweet talker, but all shaken. You ever, you ever deal with those kind of guys? It's sweet talkers, but you know everything they say? It's all nonsense. They just want your money. Yeah, of course. It has these batteries. Of, of course. It has this. It can do that. Bottom line is, this is the Matzava of Amavinu. A very hard moment. Coming off a very high moment. You know, when you come from high to low, it's a greater challenge. A high moment to a very low moment. In the low moment, he is experiencing great disappointment because he's realizing he got not even a piece of land to bury his wife when God promised him the whole land. And he's got to deal with Ephron now. All of this is happening. Well, what would you, where would you be in your life in that situation? The Torah reports Abraham Avinu and the way he spoke to Ephron. Calm. No anger. No sharp lines, no annoying signals from the way he dealt with him. He dealt with him with tremendous calmness and respect and no conflict. Says Rabbeinu Yonah, such a person, such a person in that situation to be able to rise and avoid conflict is a tremendous accomplishment. You have to know that the difficult moments of life make you very susceptible to fighting. When you're not in a good mood, when something bad happens to you, 
it's much easier to go and get dragged into an argument. Abraham Avinu had all the reason to get dragged into an annoying battle with Ephron. But Abraham Avinu would not. Again, Abraham Avinu understood the risk of going to battle with other people. You're destroying your own life. You have a civil war inside of you. You fight the war there, you're going to suffer yourself more than the mahluket. You're going to suffer from leaving your own growth and not tending to it. I want to tell you on this subject, by the way, we see this by Korah. What happened by Korah? Here's an example of a great man. Korah was a great man. And he became a let's. A let's is a, a scoffer. He lost his eternity completely. How did that happen? Answer is very simple. He got into a mahlukit. Now again, the mahlukit itself may not have been so disruptive to his, to his life. But once he got into the Mahloket, it led him to start talking negatively. It says he stayed up all night telling people, making fun of this, making, kind of, making fun of Moshe Rabbeinu, making fun of the laws, making fun of certain things. You've seen, and I've seen that in our lives. How many times have you seen a good person, a normal person, get dragged into the Mahloket and you see the worst things come out of the guy. You can't believe that that guy that you knew could stoop so low in the way they speak, in the way they act. I can't believe it. He went to the department of, uh, of buildings. Uh, for what reason? That, that guy can't be. He's a beautiful guy. We all have seen people in times of conflict and times of anger behave in the most cruel way. You would never imagine such a person would be able to do that. What's the reason? Says the Hawad Lahu, that's the reason. Because the minute you start battling Moshe Rabbeinu, okay, you have a fight with him. The fight in itself isn't the worst thing. You start battling Moshe Rabbeinu, okay, you have a conflict. But now you're leaving yourself untended to and now all of a sudden, when you leave yourself open, you are going to, you're vulnerable to so many things that you yourself would never do. You would never do that. How many times have you seen families treat each other with such a horrible, horrible attitude? And you look at them three years before, they would never do that. They would never talk like that. They would never behave that way. What happened to them? What happened to them is they went to war for an enemy a few thousand miles away and they left their battleground within them and you start to see them go down and down and down. Korah started fighting. He became a alleged. He became all types of other things. One of the great reasons 
that a person should strengthen themselves not to get into conflict at any cost. Again, everybody knows the simple reason that conflict isn't good. Most people say it's not good. Why? Because it's, it's, uh, it's not good to fight with people. You're going to see the guy in shul. You're going to see the guy. Maybe one day you'll go out, you'll, you'll go out with his daughter. Maybe what? Not good to have conflicts. Everyone knows that. But the Havod Lavod is revealing to us there's something even worse. Is that you as a person are going down step by step because of your conflict. There's a famous question. There's a very famous question in Shohan Aruch. says, Aruch says that in a Bedin, when two people come to get judged, they have issues. He owes him money. He's not sure how much money. They're, they have a dispute. So Shohan Aruch says that when judges have a case, a court case, so the first thing they try to do is to make a pshadad and make a compromise. Which means, listen, we're not going to judge you based on who's right or who's wrong. Let's make a compromise. You feel he owes you a thousand. You feel you owe nothing. You know what? Can we agree to 500? That's, that's the, uh, there's really no 500 here. There is no 500. Either he owes him a thousand or he doesn't. But uh, they make some sort of pshara. Why don't you give him 500? Now, when you give a guy 500, for sure there's a guy who is losing. Either the guy lost 500, he's supposed to get 1,000. Or the guy's not supposed to pay anything, he paid 500. When you make a compromise, clearly there is a loser. There's a loser. Not only is no one, there's a loser. There's a loser. So says the Sma. The Sma is one of the great commentaries of Shohan Aruch. Says the Sma. You know, we have a, we have a, we have a rule in the Torah, right? You're not supposed to put a stumbling block in front of a blind person. Included in that is not to give people bad advice. You're not allowed to give people bad advice. Guy tells you, what do you think? Should I, should I buy this house? You think it's the right price? And you know it's like double of what it's worth. I think it's good. You should do it. Why not? You want him to leave his house. You want to buy his house. And any, any way to get him out. Yeah, it's good. It's a great deal. Why not? Yeah. Under the subway is the best place to live. It's the, it's the, the safest place. <laughs> I mean, we've seen that, right? You're not allowed to give bad advice. For any, any, any reason. Says the smart. How can the two judges... How can they give such advice when they know that somebody, they're basically giving advice to the guy to lose? He can win. Why is they, why are you advising him to pay? They're hurting him. So says this man, unbelievable answer. He says that when you're in conflict, even if you win, you lost. He says, even if the guy would have won, and he would have not paid anything. And now he's paying. But he's going to walk out a loser. You know why? Because the conflict in itself is a loss. According to what we're saying today, it makes a lot of sense. That if, even if you won, but you're still, you're still not, the, good, the feelings aren't that great. 
And so long as those feelings are existing in you, you will not be able, you will not be able to grow as a person. So therefore, pay the money. It's good advice. You don't have to pay it. Pay it. This way, you still are able to become the great person you're supposed to become. Let me just tell you, one area in this subject that needs a lot of work, a lot of work, we need a lot of work in this area. We really have to spend, I, I, I don't know how many classes on this, but it's worth it. Every minute is worth it. We have to work on chaos. Chaos is anger. Anger is the mother of all battles, of all conflict, of Lashon Hara, of all types of horrible things that go on between people comes from anger, from chaos. And basically, 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 chaos is a person who is angry, but, it may, but anger is a person at war, basically. I don't like what you did to me. I am hurt. I am offended. I'm going to war. That's anger. Anger is a declaration of war. Now, there are many different types of battles. Sometimes the war is, that's it, I don't talk to you. I don't talk to you anymore. That's it. Now, you look to find the guy so you can go and talk to him. See? You make, you, you, make, yeah, you make sure that you go see him so he sees that you're not talking to him. I'm going to show him that I don't want to talk to him. So I'm going to go there and I'm not talking to him. Anger is a declaration of war. From anger comes silent treatment, comes terrible words that come out of a person's mouth, lashon hara. It comes many, many, many. Anger has many branches, but anger is a declaration of war. And this is something that a person needs to wake up and realize that we need to eradicate anger from within us. Because so long as you're angry, you cannot grow as a person. It's not possible. Because while you're angry, you're in a battle with whoever you're angry at. You have to know that. I'll just tell you one thing on anger for today and maybe we'll continue tomorrow. I'm going to tell you one nikuda today on anger. But really we should probably point out a number of important pieces of information on this subject, which we will do. Let me tell you something about anger. Anger is... Make sure you have it clear. Anger is not so much I'm upset by what the person did. That's not really what anger is. What triggers anger? Anger is not a reaction 
because of what the person said or did. That's not what anger is. People say, you know why I'm angry? Look what they did. Look what she said. That is a etzah of the etzah. The etzah wants you to think that you're angry because of what they did. Once you're angry because of what they did, so then there's nothing to do. You can't undo what they did and you can't change what they do. Therefore, if my anger comes because of what people do, then there's no solution and I feel 100% in the right and there's nothing that I can do to change it. Well, when they change, then yes. They have to change. One time a rabbi and a person came to him. He told him, Rabbi, I don't understand. I made a Kabbalah right before Rosh Hashanah that this year I'm not getting angry. And right after Rosh Hashanah, already someone did something and I got angry. So the rabbi said, let me tell you what your mistake is. He says, you were mekabel, you accepted on yourself that the whole world should not do anything to upset you. He says, and meanwhile, the world didn't make that Kabbalah If anger is a product of other people's actions, then there's nothing to do. And that's what most people think. That anger is an outcome of somebody else doing wrong to me, annoying me, upsetting me. Anger is, here is anger. Anger is not what they did. Anger is a reaction of someone who is hurt. You're hurt. You got hurt. Meaning, it's not what they said that made you angry. It's that you feel personally insulted when you feel insulted in any way or form it creates anger follow the difference or no for example for example give an example you have a guy who goes to who's in a in a uh, in a monit in Israel he drives you for 10 minutes he doesn't put on the the mirror, right? Gives you a bill for three thousand dollars. You lose it. Now I, sh I shouldn't give it three thousand dollars. He gave you extra three dollars than you thought. And by the way, it could be he gave you the right price, but when you see he didn't put the meter, so you can get very angry. By the way, you just spend a million dollars on your son's bar mitzvah. Same guy. He spent a million dollars on his son's bar mitzvah. And he's going crazy because the guy didn't put on the meter. What, what happened? And you say, the guy didn't put on the meter. What, what, are you, what are you going crazy for? Because no, it's the principle. That is such a shaker. If you happen to see another guy in a car 
and the guy over there didn't put the meter on. You getting angry? How come the principal didn't work on the other guy's taxi? Not the principal. It's not the principal. Sheker. It's not the principal. It's not the money. It's not what the guy did. It's that you understood that this guy's trying to take you for a ride. That he thinks you're a hamor. That he thinks that he could sketch you. It's supposed to be a dollar fifty. He said one seventy-five. The guy, the guy thinks I, I, I don't know my numbers. Anger isn't a, 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 a reaction to what someone did. Not. It's a reaction of my translation, which is offensive to me. I got insulted. I got hurt. And because of that, now that you insult me, you wait and see. You've seen people get up and say that. Well, you'll see what I'm going to do. You'll see. But we're going to make sure. I'm going to get the guy. I'll show you. You're not going to get away with this. You've seen all these declaration of wars. My dear friends, my dear friends, I'm going to finish for today. We learned today that when a person is fighting a war with other people, he is ignoring the war within himself. In simple English, it means that if you fight with people, you cannot grow as a person. Actually, you go down as a person step by step without even realizing. You stop learning because you're fighting. What does learning Torah have to do with fighting? It has to do. You stop praying the right way because you're fighting. What, what's the connection? It has every... All growth comes from the battle that rages within. If you're spending your time fighting with others, you are leaving your own battles, and therefore you'll see yourself going down and down and down and down. So when you're fighting other people, you're losing ground in your own growth in life. And when you're not growing in life, it's also a cause to use your energy instead of fighting within yourself to fight with others. So it's both a cause and a sign. It's a sign of a guy who's not growing if you're fighting too much. And it's also a cause of you not growing. And therefore, we, we conclude in the end, one of the areas that a person should be really focused on is no declarations of war and other people, which is the avi avota tum'ah. The worst tum'ah is anger. Anger is a declaration of war because you don't respect me or don't respect me enough. You don't think I am who I think I am. And therefore I am hurt from you. And I am going to try to eliminate you. Anger. At the root of all anger is the desire to murder. Murder. That's what you learn in the Torah. In the Torah, where was the first person who got angry? Cain. What did Cain do? He killed Evel. At the desire of all anger is murder. Simple. Logic is simple. Why? Because since you're the guy 
that's causing me to feel not so good. So what's the best thing I could do? Eliminate you. If I eliminate you, so now I don't have, I took care of the problem. That's, that's the greatness of silent treatment. It's murder without going to jail. Basically, in my, in my world, you don't exist. I'm just telling you. Maybe the rest of the world is still alive for a few days, but in my world, you don't exist. Look, I, look, look, I can see you. I don't even talk to you. I don't even look at you. I don't, talk to me. I don't answer you. Because you don't exist. Because in my mind, you are eliminated. At the source of all anger is eliminating the person. Be careful. Besides all the terrible things of anger, it makes you go down as a human being. Because you're neglecting the war that you need to fight to become the great you. Have a good day.